Welcome to Loud. I'm your host, Natalia. And on this podcast, I help you navigate through life in heels and in style. Because while the world might get a little ugly, I'm going to help you stay cute through it all. Your girl has had a lot of coffee, so I am ready for this episode. So update about my life. I haven't done much. I have been a potato for the last two weeks because I took one too many trips for the summer. So it was time to face mask, chill, and take it easy. I have, however, decorated for Halloween. Thank you to my roommate, Abby, for letting me decorate the last week of September. I know it was obnoxious, but when you signed this lease, we made promises to each other, like a marriage. And that includes me decorating a little too early for the holidays. So don't be acting all surprised. You love this shit. I have a cute black Halloween Christmas tree, and it is gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I'm very, very excited about it. So I'm going to introduce today's topic. It's going to be a little dark, a little heavy, but you know what? It is Halloween season, a spooky season, so it just matches the theme. This week, we're going to talk about toxic relationships. First of all, why this topic? Because I think that we spend too much time with people and environments that just don't serve us anymore. I want to talk about why that is, why we stay in these situations for such a significant amount of time. I also want to help you recognize if you are in a toxic relationship, if your friend is in a toxic relationship, and how you guys can get out. And I also hope that this serves as a guide to see if maybe you're the toxic one. Because, you know, I love to call you out. But as always, I love to call you out with a lot of amor. Much love. So one of the signs to look out for is if this person in your life is all taken, no give. They're only reaching out to you when they need something and they're not adding any value to your life. They're a little selfish. They're weighing you down. And they're also draining you of your energy. So to give an example, I had a friend in college that would constantly have drama and she would really only reach out when like a boyfriend would break up with her or she was fighting with a friend or she kind of just needed advice. And me being Natalia, I would send her paragraphs on paragraphs and would try to help her. And then I noticed that she would kind of never help me. If I would ever bring a concern to her, it was all her, 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 or she would try to drift the conversation back to her. And that's kind of how I knew that this relationship was starting to get toxic because I was constantly being drained and I was constantly getting involved in her drama to try to help her out. Try to notice a difference between a friend that just needs help now or a friend that displays a pattern of problems at all times and someone that's not willing to give back when you also need them as well. So the next sign of someone that's also toxic is that they do not let you do your own thing. They're a little bit possessive. So using the same friend as an example, she would always guilt me when I was not hanging out with her. If I was like, for example, getting lunch with a friend, she would like text me and tell me like, hey, thanks for the invite. Why wasn't I invited? Like I was free. You could have reached out. It kind of even got to the point when whenever I was out with other friends, she would always like text me and be like, hey, what's up? And I knew that it was because she like had looked at my story and it even got to the point where I kind of blocked her from social media and would hide my story on different platforms because I was kind of scared that she was going to quote unquote catch me. It was kind of like having a crazy little boyfriend there and it would constantly stress me out. And I would tell her like, hey, I like hanging out with you for all these different reasons, but I also like my friends for XYZ reasons. 
in my head, I was like, girl, you are not my oxygen. Let a bitch breathe. In order for you to have a friendship, you do not have to be attached at the hip at all times. And you should not be making your friends feel guilty for having other relationships. That's toxic and it's stressful. So if you're doing that, knock it off. It is important that we are our own person. And it's healthy to have multiple relationships and also time apart. Because if you need somebody at all times, you really got to look inward and see why that is. Why is that making you insecure? Gable a little space is good for your soul. And going along the lines of possession, you can also be a toxic friend when you're constantly trying to insert yourself into all of your friends' problems. And this is kind of tricky because you essentially mean well. This can be a problem because sometimes what a person needs is just not you. And you can't take that personally. This is an issue because it becomes all about you. All about you being all so great, so mighty that you can pull them out of this hell. Only you can save them. It becomes almost an ego thing. And not necessarily about recognizing what your friend may need to get to a better place. And in this way, you can be selfish. Let me give you an example when I was a toxic one because I have done this and I've obviously learned from it. So here's some wisdom. I had another friend in college whom I loved. And really early on in our relationship, she came out. And at first, she kind of included me in her journey. You know, I would support her. She was coming out to different people. And I felt like she was definitely including me in this new part of her life. Things kind of shifted when she kind of pulled away from me and started hanging out with people in the LGBTQ community. I essentially kind of started to get jealous because she would spend her time with all these quote-unquote new friends and kind of started to ignore me. I got jealous and I got upset and I kind of made it about me. I remember like one particular day, I kind of blew up on her. I told her that, hey, you're not making time for me. I don't appreciate you blowing me off for all these new people. Like, have I not been supporting you? Have I not been helping you? Like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong in this relationship if I'm being nothing but a supportive friend and you're pulling away? I just didn't understand. And this is where my friend taught me one of the most valuable lessons ever. I recall her telling me, look, Natalia, this is not about you. Like, I appreciate you being there for me and you supporting me. You've been nothing but a great friend. And while you can be an ally and while you can support me, you don't know what it's like to come out as much as these new people in my life do. I need to find myself again, figure out where I fit into this community. And I just don't need you right now. And I don't want you to take it personally. And then I was like, oh, damn. I am being a selfish hoe. Where I was being toxic is that I wasn't able to recognize what my friend needed, which at the time was just not me. She did not need me to heal. She needed these new people in her life. And this is a really hard pill to swallow because you're trying to be a nice person and kind of be there for them. And that's what you don't understand when someone's like pushing you away. But essentially, you should be happy that your friend has the strength to recognize what she needs at that time or what he needs at the time. It takes a certain level of bravery to stand up and go get what you need to heal. And where I was being toxic is that I was making her feel guilty for going to go get that. Because I was just being so needy that I needed her attention. I needed to go to a happy hour. I needed to go to that party with her. And obviously, it was because I missed her. 
But sometimes the healthiest thing you can do for a friend, the most selfless thing you can do is back away for a minute because you can't be everything for a person. So find the balance between helping your friend and also sometimes letting go. The next line we have is you know when the relationship is toxic when this person brings out a darkness in you. And you kind of just don't like who you are around this person or around this group of friends. So I have a story from a listener and a beautiful friend of mine. A few years ago, I worked for a thrift store. Although I didn't love this job, I've made friends with some of my coworkers. We all had the same music taste, weird sense of humor, and vintage fashion taste. After quitting this job, I spent the summer going out every day with these friends getting drunk, doing a lot of cocaine, and I would wind up all these karaoke bars. I also smoked packs and packs of cigarettes. Where things changed for me was when I got a job at the end of the summer. I was going to be an assistant editor of a magazine. It was a dream job. The more that my writing career started to take off, the more that I realized that these friends were stuck and they thrive off of me being stuck with them. They would complain and complain about the job they still had and would take no steps to change the situation. All they really cared about was getting intoxicated. They wanted me to prioritize the partying over my work, over my family, and my other friends. At one point, I even ended up going out with one of the guys that I met at one of these bars. I went back to his place and I found a Confederate flag. And that was kind of when I realized these friends kind of exposed me to really shitty people and really shitty environments. This guy had a Second Amendment tattoo I had never noticed and also owned some guns. So when I broke it off with him politely, I told my friends that, hey, I kind of don't want to go to that bar anymore because I don't want to run into him. It kind of scares me. They refused to give up the bar for me. And from that moment on, I kind of realized that these friends did not have my best interest in mind. So I stopped hanging out with them slowly. I would decline their bar invitations and eventually they kind of just stopped asking me to hang out. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And you see, this is an example where certain people just kind of don't help you grow or they don't grow with you. In this case, she could not keep up with the partying anymore because her career was kind of taking off. These friends did not really care about her success. They cared more about getting intoxicated. And they were also a reminder of a dark time in her life when she kind of lost herself. Because you see, a friend can be toxic when they don't let you be a better you. If they are constantly reminding you of your past self, for example, if you used to gossip a lot or party a lot to the point where it was not healthy, and you kind of just stop going out or stop gossiping, they'll look at you and just be like, wow, you used to be more fun, you used to be cooler. You can be hungover and go to work, come on especially when you indicate that you're trying to make a change for yourself. A person should never put you down or mock you for trying to improve your life. That's a toxic friend. So hell no, we gonna leave that. Cause she ain't growing, he ain't growing with me. Mija, mijo, adios. Another sign of a toxic relationship, whether it be in a friend way or a romantic way, is when someone is manipulating you all the time or when they're always in conflict with you. Because there's a difference between having a healthy relationship with a few like unhealthy moments or a few moments of conflict, but it should not be the other way around, which is to have a very unhealthy relationship 
with a few moments of healthy sprinkle in there. No, no, no. So I'm going to share another story from a different listener and also wonderful friend. This story is a little bit on the heavy side, so I really appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing it with everyone. This is about a past girlfriend she had. She was extremely manipulative. She was like a drug. She gave me a little bit of love so few and far in between that I was constantly chasing her praise and attention. Most of the time, she was getting angry at me for ridiculous things. For example, breaking into my phone when I was showering to look at my old texts from past relationships. And then getting mad at me about my expression of love for them at that time. Like, what? One time, I jokingly called her annoying because I was trying to do my makeup and she was getting in my way. And she just stormed out and disappeared for a day and I did not hear from her. Then, when we were on and off, but technically not together, I would constantly drive down to see her on weekends. I was the one with a car, so I was always going to her. And we would have the best, most relationshipy weekend ever. And at the end of the weekend, I would ask, hey, like, can we get back together? And she would say no because she just wasn't ready. And this happened for months straight. Not to mention she harassed and stalked me on anything she could when I finally cut her out of my life for good. I blocked her, so she resorted to email, LinkedIn, calling on all-caller ID, leaving voicemails, etc. And this continued on for about three years. And I was seriously thinking about getting a restraining order, but I just kind of deleted all my messages because I wanted it all to go away, and I just kind of didn't have proof. Anyways, she was kind of a sociopath, and that was hell. The trait that made me realize that she was toxic was her extreme and very calculated way of manipulation over me. And I have a word of advice. Manipulation isn't easy to see when you're in the midst of it, but when you're able to tell you're being manipulated, it's if the other person is always getting their way no matter what. There's no compromise. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I know it can be hard to relive an abusive, toxic relationship. So I know this could really help a lot of people. So I appreciate you being vulnerable, girl. So this kind of story goes back to, you know, like all take and no give and no compromise. And if you remember in my last episodes, uh, Conrad and I talked about that when you're with a partner, it's kind of not you against them. It's you against a problem. It should never be that one person is winning. Now, to transition on, I feel like I can't talk about toxic relationships without bringing up something a little bit heavier, which is domestic abuse and domestic violence. And this can come in various forms, whether it be actual physical abuse, like a partner hurting you, or a partner threatening to hurt themselves if you break up with them. This is definitely a more extreme form of manipulation, because it's all about controlling a person through fear And if you are in this relationship or you know a friend that's in one, I want you to listen up because there are things that you can do and you're not as powerless as you may think. In these extreme cases, people find it really hard to understand why these people stay with these abusive partners. So I kind of want to go down through the psychology. First of all, abusive people are not all abuse. They're actually really charming. People hold on to these relationships because they hold on to the moments of love. They just want the violence and abuse to end, not the love and the beautiful moments that they had with this partner. So they hold on to the moments where their partners were not abusing them. 
they're also kind of trying to be ride or dies. Like if their partners are experiencing anxiety, depression, whatever mental disorder they might be going through, they're trying to be there for them to not be selfish and quote unquote leaving them. Some people just may not know what a healthy relationship even looks like and they think that this is just how it is. Another reason people stay in this or also don't say anything is out of fear and shame. For example, like if a partner like physically abuses you or hurts you, that's really hard to say out loud. And it's even harder to explain why you still love this person. Another thing about people that are abused is that they also can have really low self-esteem. And the abuser will use this to their advantage to make sure that they stay with them. So if you know someone that's going through this type of violence or this type of abuse, the last thing you should do is shame them. As a friend, all you can really do is tell them, hey, I don't agree with what's going on, but I want you to know that you have all these resources and I am here for you. And I know it's really hard for you to listen to this and you're going to want to report it or tell family members, but you should actually only really report this or tell their family members if you really believe that this person is in danger to themselves or others. Otherwise, you further isolate the victim and instead of telling you what's going on and trusting in someone, they will actually pull away and that'll give more power to their own abuser. But if you are in this situation or know someone that is in this situation, I want you to know that you are not actually powerless. You do have a lot of resources. Actually, for this particular segment, I got everything from rain.org. So if you think that you or a friend could be getting abused, please go to rainn.org for more information. Rain is basically the largest anti-abuse organization that we have in the U.S., And if you're experiencing this or know someone that is experiencing this, please give them the hotline or you yourself call it. The number is 1-800-656-4673 or 1-800-656-HOPE. They will give you tips on how you can deal with this or how you can help someone go through with this. You are not alone and you can get through this shit. Maybe not overnight, maybe not tomorrow, but you will get there if you seek help. And I know I got a little heavy there, but if someone clicked this podcast seeking this sort of help, I'm just happy to put a hotline out there because mental health is important and it's important that you or your friends are getting the right help they need because it is a kind of toxic relationship that is really difficult to get out of and you need a lot more than a podcast to get through it. Okay, so moving on. Another sign that someone is toxic is when they criticize you all the time. Someone that puts down your self-worth all the time and kind of makes you feel insecure. When this gets toxic and when this person is criticizing you to put herself or himself above you, to exert power over you. Because obviously it's good when your friends call you out for not, you know, being a good person. It's not always bad that your friends are challenging you. But there is a difference between being challenged in the good, healthy way and just being criticized and being put down because this further makes you feel like you need this person like oh my god like my moral code is so bad all the time that I obviously need this person in my life to keep me in check when that just might not be the case it's just this person being possessive over you and you know this is happening also when this person will only criticize you and sort of dismiss your moments of success 
So the moment that you say like, oh my God, I got a new job, a new exciting opportunity, or I got a new boo, there was like, okay, cool, bye. And they'll kind of quickly dismiss it. And that's how you know it's toxic because they're not happy when you're able to do things for yourself. And to wrap up, does this friend or person you're in a relationship with always display signs of toxicity? Are you always fighting? Are you always in conflict? Are these signs happening all the time? So I want you to learn to recognize patterns because patterns tell stories. Is it always them against the world, always them against you? Or are they having a moment? So if this friend of yours is someone that you are really close to, then you should definitely take the time to have the conversation and bring about it in a polite way. Don't just like attack a person and tell them, and you're doing this and you're doing that. No, that's a little too much. You should bring it up by saying like, hey, I don't necessarily think that you mean to do this, but XYZ is happening and it's not making me feel good. It's kind of hurting my feelings. Also, take this as an opportunity to check in with your friend. Tell him like, hey, you normally don't act this way, but lately you've been doing the following things. Is there something you want to talk about? Are you okay? And who knows? Maybe that friend will go ahead and tell you, oh my God, yeah, this is going on. This is why I've been acting this way. I'm so sorry. I didn't notice it. I want you to know, though, that it is okay to help them in this time, but at the same time, you should only help someone so long as it's not affecting your mental health. So it's also okay to take a step back and say, hey, this is not for me. So recognize, you know, what state you are in or what state this person is putting you through. Because if this person's behavior is always hurting you, then you need to step away from the situation because it's not helping you. You have to look out for yourself at all times. That's always the most important. It sounds selfish, but it's really not. Also, stepping away can allow you to really rethink the friendship and see if this is actually for you. So if this friend is no longer in your life and you're nothing but happy and calm and relaxed, then good thing you did this. Good thing you took a step back. Because when you walk away from toxic relationships or friends, you can now fill that time with good activities that are going to fulfill you. Pick up a hobby, start working out, whatever outlet you may need, you can go ahead and put your energy on that. And I know that having the conversation is going to be really hard, but you kind of have to go up to your friend and tell them, look, I love you for all the wonderful things you have brought into my life and I appreciate our memories, but for the following reasons, I think that it's best that we're not friends anymore. I think we have outgrown each other and who knows, maybe one day we'll be friends in the future. But for now, I just definitely think that we need to go our separate ways. Your friend or partner may not understand why you're doing those things and they might try to fight you on it. But own that choice and take comfort in the fact that you're probably doing what's best for you long term. And I also don't want you to worry too much if whether or not you're making a mistake in letting someone go at this particular moment in time. Mind you, what this person is doing may not affect you five years from now, 10 years from now. All that matters is that it's hurting you right now and it's kind of impeding you from being the best version of yourself. And you'll never regret doing what's healthy for you in this moment in time because you'll never regret taking care of yourself. And you know, I'm always emphasizing the most important relationship in this whole world is the one you have with you. Because you will spend the rest of your life with yourself. So you got to nourish that relationship as much as you can. 
Now let's talk about little toxic relationships with friends that are not that close to you. So personally for me, for these people, I kind of just demote them. So if I was hanging out with you a ton, I will slowly start hanging out with you less and less until one day we kind of just don't hang out. And sometimes they will take the hint. I just don't think it's necessary to go on and have a full-blown conversation because it is hard to hear, you know, especially when you're not close to someone like that. It can be really difficult to just sound like, and you're doing this and that and you're toxic. Like that's, that's really harsh to hear. You know, in my mind, I kind of know who is my best friend at core and who is going to be my friend forever. And sorry, like if you're not in that group of people that I trust and I've known for years, I'm not going to have a hard time letting you go or also just demoting you. So like maybe instead of hanging out with you once a month, eh, I'll kind of hang out with you like every three months if I'm free. Like in my head, my heart is just not with you anymore. But once again, do what works for you. I'm just telling you what has worked for me in the past and like what brings me peace. And perhaps this will help you as well. I want to conclude this topic by saying that toxic relationships are just a part of life. They're going to happen. So don't feel bad if you stay in one for too long or you didn't let things go quickly because what's going to help us grow is gathering the power to let go. And once again, recognize what you need to become a better you. Nothing is a waste of time if it's going to teach you a lesson or it has taught you a lesson. We're only human. We're going to make mistakes. It's okay if you're with someone for a long period of time and they weren't the best. All that matters is that you got out and that now you're filling your time and your heart with people that are bettering you or just filling your heart with joy at all times. Gotta love that. Okay, so that concludes the topic for today. Thank you so much for listening. I know that it was a little heavy, but I think that it is important that we have these conversations. I hope that now you can take this podcast and kind of try to recognize if you do have a toxic relationship in your life, or maybe you're the toxic one, and also that you can help your friends like overcome difficult moments as well when they need you. And also learn to let go of some friendships or relationships that just don't suit you. If you really like this podcast, please support, rate, subscribe, all the good stuff. And once again, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter um, at underscore loud podcast. And there I will always post updates and pictures and kind of do some polls and things like that to keep the podcast interactive. Once again, I really appreciate it when everyone participates because it makes the podcast more fun. It also gives me an idea of what people want to listen to. Anyways, moving on, I hope everyone has a beautiful weekend. And as always, do what empowers you, do what makes you happy, and farewell. See you next week.